Matt, we use Anchor.fm for the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. Anchor.fm allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And it's free. Anchor will not only let you record and edit, you can also distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more through Anchor. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, which is handy for the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. Anchor.fm has everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. We come here not to bury Bill Simmons, but to praise him. This is the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. We are in no way affiliated with Bill Simmons, the Bill Simmons Podcast. The Ringer. This is simply a group of people who wish to celebrate Bill Simmons, but also to mock him. We are self-appointed public ombudsmen, which is to say we will criticize him for what we think he does poorly, but also celebrate him, though not quite as much, for his successes. My name is Chris, and this is part of Ramping Productions. There is no better time than the 500th episode of the Bill Simmons podcast. The perfect time to launch the Bill Simmons podcast podcast is, of course, the 500th episode of the Bill Simmons podcast. Corduroy. Ready? Starts off with an E power chord. That's on the A string 7th fret. Just two fingers. Then you take your first finger off. I'd like to welcome in co-host Matt. Welcome, Matt. Good to be here, Chris. Matt, what do you see as your role in the Bill Simmons podcast podcast? I feel like I'm some sort of cross between Joe House and Sal in that... uh, Already terrible. (laughs) This is already too obsequious. (laughs) The way I introduced this podcast initially was that we we are the self-appointed ombudsman of the podcast. Then I looked what an ombudsman is. And it seems like it's not exactly the same thing, uh, but I don't think it matters because I think it's the kind of word most people won't look up. I thought it was like editor slash mistake corrector. I'll go with that. That's accepted. So this is the 500th podcast that Bill Simmons has done for the Bill Simmons podcast. We assume. We don't know if he's counting all of his podcasts to get to the number 500 or if he has done 500 Bill Simmons podcast. You mean the uh, the old BS Report? I, I get the impression he's not counting the BS Report podcast, but I'm wondering, does he count appearances on the NBA podcast, on rewatchables, or is it only Bill Simmons podcasts? I could probably just go on the uh, Apple store and see if you go back and look how many there actually are. This is great live research, <laughs> which could have happened ahead of time. Uh, so what I'd like to say is that Bill really comes out firing with a lot of the Simmonsisms uh, in this podcast. During his intro, he manages to muff an ad read and make weird throat swallowing noises three times during the ad read, which is something that really irks me. I was listening to... Uh, Wait, did have... you get the number yet? Sorry, you're right. I saw you put the phone down. I was like, what's going on? So let's this see. Is, Matt, this is uh, why you're the second in command yeah, of the Bill Simmons right. podcast, podcast. They don't appear to be numbered on the iTunes store. Based on the amount of podcasts that I'm looking at here, I'm now at September 6th of 18. My guess is that this really is legitimately the 500th episode of the Bill Simmons podcast. We'll give credit where it's due. Yeah, I Based agree. on... 30 seconds of research, we're going to stipulate yeah. that this is 500. The research is unscientific. I am not sure. I did not count them. Back to what you were previously saying about throat noises. Yes. He does make a lot of throat noises. But I was listening to another podcast, which I won't plug here. Uh, well, give us the initials. All right. It was the Pendulette podcast, oh. which I don't listen to that often. But it was the Frequently Asked Questions episode, which uh-huh. seemed like it might be interesting. It's actually called Sunday School. But they were talking about Yeah, Mike. nice non-plug. <laughs> they were talking about Mike usage and different equipment, and they were specifically mentioning how they really go back and edit the throat 
and mouth sounds. And then they actually played a 30-second clip of just the mouth sounds oh, that they had removed. Wow. And it sounded like, I'm not going to try and do it, but it was a lot of clicking and slobbering and uh, stuff like that. And I thought to myself as I was listening into it, nobody... As had, you were listening into it? As I was listening to it, I thought to myself, nobody at the Bill Simmons podcast does this. Matt just makes no noise. <laughs> Did I? Was it? Oh, I didn't even mean to. Yeah, you were like... I think the problem is, inevitably, you will make throat noises. Yeah. It's just a poor editing job by... What's that guy who does the editing? Cousin Kyle? Cousin, no, Nephew Kyle. Oh, yeah. Who is, uh, presumably got that job because he's Bill Simmons' nephew. Yes, and it's clear. Yeah. Sounds like he really is his nephew. Yes. Because very... his mom loves Kyle. Uh, see, I oh, you didn't listen that far? <laughs> oh, I hate to be the spoiler man on this one, but it's true. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, the, the, it was a long podcast, almost two hours. My my issue with the throat and uh, swallow noises is this, as my voice breaks. You can have those. It's part of being a human. But if, especially if you're doing them during an ad read where someone yeah. is paying you to say it, just read it again. He doesn't have to do live reads. You can just do another take. This is free media. Yeah. The recording medium is free. Just start over. Yeah. Or if you botch something, if you're talking to someone and you're having a drink, make sure you finish swallowing oh. before you finish your thought. Otherwise, it just sounds gross. He does that all the time where I presume, I always imagine him drinking tea. No clue if he's actually drinking tea. Although we probably could find out because I think a lot of these are uh, video as well. Wow. Um, for people who have really no life. Yeah. I don't know how you, when you would even do that. It's like for people who love looking directly into someone's face during <laughs> FaceTime chats, if you want to just stare at two people having a conversation, <laughs> wonderful. This the, is the video podcast for you. The camera is to the side, too, so it actually shows the two podcast participants, participants facing each other while they uh, talk. But I always imagine him drinking tea, and there will be times where it's like he did not expect to have to talk so soon, but also has not finished drinking his tea. So he just chooses to do them both at the same time, yeah. which is like, don't do that. Yeah. My guess is also... Possibly kombucha. He seems like a kombucha guy. Or yeah, some definitely. weird macrobiotic thing. So let's listen to the 23 seconds in before the first swallow. No one knows the importance of talent more than ZipRecruiter. They deliver qualified candidates fast, so effective. 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter. Followed up seven seconds later during the same ad read with another swallow. Go to ZipRecruiter.com. Slash BS. Yes. And then my favorite one, and Matt, I, I can't really accuse Simmons of making this noise, but based on the context of it being the same ad read and two other weird throat noises, there is this noise. To hire. Meanwhile, in order to support this show. What do you think that noise was? <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue. Yeah. <laughs> Which is an honest answer. <laughs> yes. Good, Matt. Well, that's good. What we want is honesty. Now comes one of the recurring segments. The first reference to his former employer, ESPN. ESPN. Three minutes and 36 seconds in. That's quick. He really does come out firing with a lot of the things you come to expect from a Bill Simmons podcast. Weird throat noises, f***ed up ad reads, and references to ESPN all within the first five minutes. Yes. This is truly the kind of performance you come to expect from number five. All we're missing is Boston Insider reference. I didn't take any notes. I don't know if he referenced it. I don't think it. he did. I don't think he really prepared for this one, but that's beside <laughs> the point. Well, I did listen to it a day and a half ago. It seems to me like he must have paid money or gotten some sort of license to have Pearl Jam as like the theme song. I don't understand why he uses a live recording. It's not particularly good. There's a lot of crowd noise that they didn't make any attempt to edit out. Like, if you had said to Pearl Jam, hey, we'd like to use your music, I don't think that they were, they said, well, only if you use the live recording from wherever. I like Corduroy. It's a good song. It, that's a particularly good part of the song. It's the beginning. 
there's all this crowd chanting in the background, and it really distracts from the music. I don't know why you would use that. What did they used to have? Uh, it was Tupac, wasn't Tupac, it? Tupac, yeah, yeah, you're right, because that's where they, when they used to call the Friday show Friday Rollin' yeah. with Joe House, which you might still call it. I have some issues as well. The first is, if you seek and gain a license from a band as renowned as Pearl Jam, Matt, you're a particularly big Pearl Jam fan. Yes, true. Have a Pearl Jam tattoo? Do not. Intend to get a Pearl Jam tattoo? I, well, I don't know. Attend's a strong word. It would not surprise <laughs> you if you got a Pearl Jam sure, tattoo. Sure, that's fair. And is it going to be the little man with like the no, arms? No, no. But the stick man, very problematic. It's a cliche. It's, it's cliche. It, it's like what the guy who, it's like the guy who yells, play alive. It actually has to be the alive man or play Jeremy at the concert. It's like, nobody wants to hear Jeremy. We've heard that a thousand times. Play I like something deeper. It is a good song. It's just that they deep play cuts. that all the time. What would the deep cuts from Pearl Jam be? Well, see, they're... In terms Elderly of live woman shows, at the, uh, whatever. That's not a deep cut. No, too uh, popular. In terms of live shows, they play a lot of deep cuts. Oh, here's one. So they he never used to play Oceans. Uh-huh. And then on the last tour, which now was like three or four years ago, they did start playing Oceans or release. How does Corduroy go? Like the actual like uh, like it's refrain like, or whatever? But like how does the like frame or the chorus go? Don't call me Corduroy. Not fair to that's definitely not it. Uh, anyway, so how's Corduroy go? I'd have to think about it for a second. Oh, the course, great job. The course is Pearl sort Jam of like, uh, it's not super refrainy. If you're going to use uh, licensed music, I would expect you license the whole song. And so yeah. what he has is just the very beginning, and that's it, only ever. He has other parts of the song, like there's got to be other cool stuff. And this is just the chanting. It's not even particularly melodic. It's just... It's the it, crowd it chanting, like the sort of intro guitar part, which is like three or four notes. And then right as the show begins, it clicks into the riff which is uh, like two chords, and then it's like, the waiting drove me mad, like that. And then <laughs> For the uh, yeah, listener, off. you cannot tell that Matt is strumming <laughs> nothing with a pick. Yes. Also, not, <laughs> no not, pick, not right. actually a pick in his hand, but he's still trying to do it like, uh, like uh, a fancy man. And Matt, you're actually a drummer. Uh, no. <laughs> the chorus is like, uh, I don't want to take what you can't give. That's the chorus. Oh, yeah. But we never get to that part in the Bill Simmons podcast. Why would podcast. you have this as the intro to your song? The intro. It's a free, I mean, as the intro to your podcast, it's a free podcast, so he is giving it to us. Yeah. But I do want to take it. I, I appreciate Bill. I think he does an interesting podcast. Yeah, it's not the best pick. I wouldn't have picked it. Pearl Jam starts at four thirty nine, which, which in is the intro late. It is late, but if somebody was going to make the Bill Simmons podcast podcast app, one of the buttons that would have to be built in would be. Skip the bullshit until you get to Pearl Jam. Yeah, I routinely hit the 30-second skip yes. until I get to that part. Yes. So on this one, you would have to hit it five times. And yeah, you have that's to wait a lot. Nine seconds. Usually, yeah. I would say it's around two. It's about where two, two and a half minutes to where the song kicks in. Uh, at approximately 5.20 in, Bill and his guest, Bill Hader, they discuss the first time Bill Hader was on a podcast, which was the Bill Simmons podcast, and how the Bill Simmons podcast was so great and how I was able to get a lot of guests because people didn't know what the podcast platform was. That was when it was on ESPN, right? BS Report. I presume, yeah. Uh, but that So that's the first instance of Bill patting himself on the back. Again, really coming out, firing, really throwing a lot of heat, uh, to use a baseball metaphor, and I have now exhausted my baseball <laughs> metaphor knowledge. But at approximately 11.20 in, there's a discussion about a Dr. Bader who was the guy who did the uh, autopsy show on uh, HBO. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought they really missed the opportunity to make a, a masturbator joke. joke. You yeah. know? Come on. It definitely seems like it. Low-hanging fruit can still be sweet and nutritious. Go for it, Bill. <laughs> you missed your chance. Maybe he was trying to like live up to the Bill Hader 
standard because Bill Hader is genuinely hilarious. Yeah. This was not his best ever podcast, but he still performed okay. Also, it seemed kind of weird to me that there, there seemed to be this understanding that Bill Simmons and Bill Hader were very good friends who knew each other very well. But I don't ever recall Bill Simmons ever mentioning Bill Hader before. I get the impression that Bill Simmons considers Bill Hader a big friend and that Bill Hader knows Bill Simmons. Yeah, although he was, he did talk about how he, maybe you're going to get this, how he was at like the Barry premiere. Yes. And he asked Simmons like how it was and then Simmons self-congratulatorily told him how it was great. Self-congratulatorily. No, I think it was like other person congratulatory. Yeah. <laughs> he told someone else it was great. He yeah, didn't say I, my I, stuff was great. Yeah, but I kind of took it as like Bill Hader wanted my opinion on how great his show oh, was. Oh, I see. And then he had to come back and say, no, no, I'm serious. Yeah. Did I suck? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, we can get to that. That was while they were at, quote, South by, which yeah. is my oh, guess I, is I did mention that. This yeah. is you didn't mention it. I didn't it. mention it. You're right. I'm the one who mentioned it, Matt. In fact, we've recorded the conversation, so we know who mentioned it. I'm the one who mentioned it. I did. I did make a note of that in my head that I apparently forgot about when that was going on. I refresh your recollection. Yes, you try did. not to laugh so much. I don't like these daddy podcasts where people laugh at each other the whole time. That's so fair. All right. Be more serious, or maybe just smile with your voice. All right, I will. Let's see, let me okay. pra- practice. <laughs> I can't do it. Illegal. <laughs> Laugh right away. All right. Uh, so at South by, that's great. there's a conversation about, <laughs> that was it? Okay, <laughs> we'll accept it. Perfect. Does anybody call it South by? Is that like a common thing? I don't know, man. I feel like that's making it up on the fly, so it seems like he's an insider. Yes. Because well, yeah, remember, I saw you, the last time I saw you was at South by, like a year yeah. ago. He does some joke topping with the, uh, the beer, which is called Octopus Lager. When I first heard it, I thought it was called Octopus Lager, L-O-G-G-E-R, which I thought was hilarious because it was a lumberjack with eight arms. That's great. But I think it's L-A-G-E-R. Like Austin, so it's like, this is like, right? you know, the octopus lager from like <laughs> the octopus. And yeah, then I thought was maybe that it was... Him or was that Hater? That was that. Hater. Yeah. And then I thought maybe they were talking about octopus blogger, but it turns out it's just L-A-G-E-R type of beer. Yeah. Yeah, and then his joke top was, this is another Simmonsism. it's from San Antonio. Uh, the blogger that has its own band. Of the, you know, it's from whatever. San Antonio. Yeah, and I'm like, cool. Hater's the one who's got the funny on deck. Is you it, don't need to help the oh, professional comedian. By the way, man. I just like to note that uh, despite saying that you were out of baseball references, you just made another one oh. on deck. Oh, uh, I was thinking about boats. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Baseball as well. Sweet. Don't even uh, know my cliche. Also, isn't Austin the hipster town? So at 28 minutes and 15 seconds, we have an ad read for the Luminary app. And again, I don't know anything about the Luminary app. It seems like there may be a stake in the game. The guy who is earning money from the ad read and or is earning money from his participation, his financial participation in the Luminary app, f***s up Luminary Premium. They have a new groundbreaking service, Luminary Premium. At launch, Luminary Premium. That's tough. Luminary Premium. A lot of M's in that. And maybe f***s up the word explosive. Yes. Because I think he says expulsive or explosive. He did. You'll be entered for a chance to win an exclusive experience. And then also, like you said, it seems in this particular ad read, Bill Simmons has a lot to lose. Yes. So just reread it. Yes. Like, <laughs> I'm not pretending that we haven't fucked up on this conversation. We've, we've said a couple things twice, <laughs> and they weren't written down, and we're not earning t- Do you think that part of this is the guy who is responsible for editing and content, or at least editing, is Bill's nephew, who sounds like kind of a stoner? I don't know that we would necessarily say that Cousin Kyle. What's his name? Nephew Kyle. The nephew Kyle is a stoner. But I get the impression that he was not hired specifically (laughs) for his technological prowess. Yes, I agree. I get the impression that he's a fun guy to hang out with. 
and he is able to click some buttons when yeah. necessary. His Twitter handle is at the real Tom Shady, which just seems like a douchey Twitter handle. Yes. So anyway, it seems like a total waste of airtime that he can't get Luminary Premium right. L- Luminary Premium. Or what I've written down is exclusive. <laughs> An exclusive. For something he's making money on. Now, to jump forward to 43 minutes and approximately 45 seconds in, it really sounds like he suggests that someone should Google that. You got to check that out. I got to Google that. I think that's cool. He's got it going. uh... I admit, I am not the perfect pronouncer of words. But I like to think that when I really eat shit on pronunciation, I try to catch it and rephrase it. Because I know, even though I'm not typically being recorded in my conversations, the people around me are going to crap. On my fucked up pronunciations. Yeah. This is the guy who's not only recording it, but he's recording it with a professional broadcaster. And this is how he makes the bulk of his money. And he can't just say, like, actually, I mean, Google. What was it he was going to Google? Do you remember? Does it matter? No. Matt, don't make it sound like we could have done a better job. (laughs) That's going to come across pretty clearly, I think. (laughs) At 51 minutes and 25 seconds, it's the first time Bill thinks something is delicious. I remember him showing me Clockwork Orange, and I was like, mm. I should not have seen it, probably. <laughs> this goes back to my concern with him uh, using his mouth for things other than <laughs> talking. But what I'm talking about is him eating or drinking. I think what happens is, and I, I think this is to his credit as a human and as a listener, Hater is saying something. Bill wants to give him some sort of affirmative listening yes. sound, but his mouth is full. So you get the, mmm. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you get the excited, mmm. Because presumably he's been drinking tea or kombucha. At 55.55, there's a discussion about the use of cocaine in Martin Scorsese movies. And Simmons seems to think that the way that they are portrayed, that the way that the use of cocaine is portrayed in Scorsese movies is not accurate. Yeah. Which made me wonder. Yes, that people in Scorsese movies use cocaine like they don't actually know how to use cocaine. And then I think maybe Hayter suggests that that's because... Scorsese, who apparently known cocaine hound, yeah, back in the day, is trying to make it look like he doesn't know how to use cocaine. And then Bill Simmons is like, "But I know. That's not how you do it." Yeah, his characters never know how to do cocaine in the movies. They're always like, "Yeah, (laughs) with their head back." The first mention of the basketball book, fifty-eight, fifty-two. Have you ever read that book, Matt? No, I own the book. Bought it used. He definitely put a lot of work into it. It is a dense read. It's like reading like a baseball statistical Bible for the year, but it's basketball and it's more than one year. But it's that kind of really deep statistical analysis that I find super tedious. It's also the kind of book that as an author, you can write and then constantly continue to get income on because you have to change it sometimes, and then you will release additions. It's like writing a textbook, right? What's it called? Baseball? Oh, like Baseball Prospectus? Yeah. Yeah. That's updated every year. Simmons' book is more like every three or four years, I will have to adjust my, he has that like pyramid. Yeah, but he does my. I think he has. I think he just put out a hardcover and a softcover. Did he put out a new version? Oh, maybe I'm accusing him of more stuff he didn't actually do. Maybe, maybe I heard, I thought he said he was working on it or something like that. Maybe. Maybe. I don't this know. guy does work a lot. We've got to give him credit where it's yeah, due. Seems like he it. works very hard. He did work uh, hard getting a huge cash infusion from HBO that seems to be lasting him a really long time. How much you th- I feel like this guy makes like $5 million a year. It's got to be a lot of money. Well, he's not pulling a salary from HBO, right? Because he's not on there. They just, I, think, I thought they were just funding the ringer. Remember when the well, ringer if they're started? they're funding the ringer, then, the te- then he's pulling a salary from the ringer. It's coming from HBO. Yeah, but, but I, maybe not they put the startup money in. And then I assume the ringer does all right. Oh, cogent <laughs> thought there, Matt. <laughs> I also do. Uh, conversation about special effects uh, legend Rick Baker. I like how Hader throws in that he also did the clumps. Yes, I, I thought of that. That, I actually, that part I listened to this morning, which was 
I guess, a terrible movie, but that had very significant makeup work. Is that well, the idea the one, he was trying to make, point it's, out? It's the one where Eddie Murphy played a number All of the fat, fat people. people. Yeah. A brief list of people okay. Bill uh, tells Bill he's talked to. Ben Stiller, Paul Thomas Anderson, Steven Soderbergh. I felt, like, I felt like the Paul Thomas Anderson one is one that Bill Simmons is a particularly proud of. Any chance he can use to mention that he talked to Paul Thomas Anderson on the podcast, he will tell you about it. Where he always brings, uh, is it Chris Ryan? Is that who he brought? I can't remember. That's the guy who's names. from Philly. I hesitate to, uh, to uh, defecate on a, on a Philly <laughs> Philadelphian, but I don't like that guy. I like him all right. He's fine with me. Don't know why you're so negative. Uh, <laughs> the mystery guest is at possibly one hour, 19 minutes, and 25 seconds. I think we already talked about who the mystery guest turned out to be. When he is promoting at the beginning of the show that he's going to have a, a mystery guest, who do you think it was going to be? I don't. I didn't know, but I will say this. At no point did I ever expect that it would be his mom. Now, when we got to the point where there were only 15 minutes left in the show and we had not announced the mystery guest, I began to become suspicious that it would be anybody of particular notoriety. I will say that it does fit into the Simmons M.O., which is thinks we care about his family way more than we actually do. I don't need Bill Simmons' dad spots. I know, uh, Chris, you don't mind them all that much. You find him to be a... Yeah, he's all right. I like him. Old he's man. curmudgeonly in small doses. He is, fun. yeah, but he's a Celtics fan, and uh, he's really uh, outspoken about it. And uh, sometimes he's on Twitter, he'll shit on the Sixers, and that kind of makes me mad. Uh, but I just think that we get, you know, I, I don't mind the parent corner idea, but I, I think we get too much Simmons family updates. Although I will be curious to see how young Ben Simmons uh, is raised uh, and how he grows up, considering just, and I, I'll say this as nice as I can, the just terrible parenting job that oh. Ben Simmons seems to be doing with that kid. I will say this. It's a shame that the... Uh, admission scandal has been exposed this year because <laughs> that kid was really right for getting into some college that he had no shot of getting. Yeah, now, agree. who knows? Maybe maybe he's a bright kid and we're only exposed to one aspect of, of the uh, parenting policy, but uh, he uh, ingests a lot of media that I would really be questioning my 11-year-old yeah. uh, seeing. I think he's 10. Or maybe he's 11 I now. I think he's 11 now. I, there is just no scenario in which you're... I have seen it, the most recent movie, with uh, Bill Skarsgård. Who showed it to you? And uh, actually, it was a very windy and spooky night when I watched it. Oh, boy. But I have seen it. I, I don't think I would let my 13-year-old watch it. It is... It you have is, a 13-year-old? No, I'm, I'm, I was... If I had a 13-year-old, <laughs> I would not let it. 13-year-old is the arbitrary cutoff. <laughs> my imaginary 14-year-old could. But my imaginary 13-year-old, no way, no yeah, way. That was a bad job. I don't know if we should leave that in there. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's saying it. <laughs> but I definitely uh, do question some of the... And, you know, that one is particularly violent and terrifying. But I feel like Bill Simmons exposes his kid to a bunch of sex as well. Not actual <laughs> sex, but sex in you movies. Know, lawyers, get out your pants. <laughs> so, for instance, uh, he mentioned in this episode, and also he mentioned before, that his kid uh, is a big fan of the show Big Mouth. Oh, yeah. Which is particularly graphic. And he it seems to be the way this goes is Bill Simmons' kid sees this because his friends show it to him. Shrug. Yes, but although I will say Big Mouth, very funny. My yeah. wife refuses to be in the same room when it's on <laughs> because it is very graphic and yeah. very adult. Uh, so I thought the mystery guest had a good chance of being his wife. I don't think we've ever uh, heard from his wife. I just thought it was going to be a celebrity. Well, one boy, he said, you dummy. He said, it's a relative. Oh, you're right. I forgot. <laughs> uh, so I thought probably his wife maybe could be his mom, I guess. But I was much more interested in hearing from his wife, honestly. But it yes. becomes clear the reason he wants to have his mom on there is so that she can tell stories about him, which she does. 
including his wonder child ability to name gas stations, his dislike of chess after learning that his chess tutor was Owen 200, and his story about how she would send him to school in first grade where he would read the sports page and would not permit class to start until he was done. Which, if you want to talk about his parenting abilities, maybe it's because his mom would send him to school with the newspaper. I think his mom's a teacher. Then when it turns out it was a problem, they weren't just like, well, give me the paper, you dummy. (laughs) This is how it works. You don't get to read the paper in class. Sorry, I did like the fact that the mom talked about how she met Richard Gere, is a huge fan of Richard Gere. When she met him, she had had a dream about him the night before. (laughs) She met him on her birthday and told him how she had had sex with him in a dream the night before. And that his wife, he has been married to some beautiful women, including a gal who's possibly named Carrie Lowell, who was on Law & Order when I used to watch Law & Order regularly and is smoking hot. Uh, like, I'm not even sure. I feel like smoking hot denigrates how good-looking Carrie Lowell is. It's more like you just, she's a beautiful woman. She's beautiful, yeah. I thought his mom was charming. I thought it was fun to listen to her. She had some insight. I think she, I prefer her to his dad. We just, I only listened to her for three minutes. <laughs> she also told, uh, she inter- she does not like Peter Dinklage, who she calls the little one. From, that seems offensive. I'm uh, surprised they didn't cut that. I'm kind of surprised they left that in. I don't think it's derogatory. And it's clear. I, but, you know, there's some words that you would prefer not to be used in those situations. I thought she was fairly politically correct and uh, thoughtful about it. Okay. Well, you listened to it. I didn't. But here's the part that she was not thoughtful about. She recognizes when she sees him out one time in public that he's in a fight with his girlfriend. Still goes up to him to talk about, about how he plays her favorite character. And he was rude. <laughs> Somehow she, she does not. This seems to me a very Simmons type thing. Yes. She doesn't recognize that he doesn't give a shit about whether or not he's her favorite character because he's in a fight <laughs> with his girlfriend which the mom knows. Also. Not the perfect time to go up and talk to somebody about his career. Yeah, he's having a personal human moment. It does seem not self-aware to be like, I can't believe that guy wouldn't talk to me. Where do they live that she runs into all these celebrities? Well, she met Richard Gere at Paul Simon's house at a fundraiser for John Kerry. Rich? I guess. She's a teacher. Oh, he worked for a school or something, too, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, I think he was a superintendent or yeah. principal or something. I think she married. She might have married a rich guy, though. Because didn't Bill go to a private school? He went to Holy Cross. So yeah. yeah, but what about high school? We should Google that. Uh, <laughs> two more points I want to make. We've right. beaten this horse for uh, at least for one week. At one hour, 29 minutes, and 40 seconds, swallow. I have, like, birthday dinners and stuff. And my parents and my step-parents would come. Uh, <laughs> at one hour, 21 minutes, and 35 seconds, hmm? actually at a John Kerry fundraiser uh, in New Canaan, Connecticut. Not sure that he was delicious, but borderline delicious. And finally, he tells his mom that her 50th anniversary is coming up. And he says, you remember this? He talks about how her 50th anniversary is coming up to his dad, even though they're not married anymore and they were only married for nine years. But he says, are you going to do something to celebrate? The implication is that it's almost their 50th anniversary. His birthday is September 25th. 1969. The human gestation period is typically <laughs> between nine and ten months. Right. Their anniversary, which at the time it was recorded, is coming up, is we'll say April 1st. And he was born September 25th. That's five months and 25 days later. What you're saying is Bill Simmons is a bastard. Bill Simmons is a bastard. Yes. Thanks for joining us for the debut episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast Podcast. This is Matt. And this is Chris. We look forward to talking to you on the Bill Simmons Podcast Podcast each and every week or when we remember to do it.